I had a daughter that turned 33 years old on Thursday. Uh, uh, actually, no, Friday, 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 the 17th. How can that be? Yes. Well, I'm 26. I don't know. <laughs> You're barely 30 years old. <laughs> My son will be 38 this year. <laughs> Thanks, Brother Kev. And I told my African daughter, I said, so um, are you working today? She said, no, no, I'm taking a weekend off. She, she treated herself, went down to Santa Cruz and checked herself into a hotel and went some other place and sent me in. So we're going to be celebrating her birthday and Father's Day up at my sister's today. Sherelle, what you want? Well, um, I'd like to have some ribs. <laughs> Just had some recently, a couple Okay, Sherelle. So we're going to hook her up a little bit. I got a message last night that is a hard-hitting message for today. Fathers. If the church was going to be popular, the church would not preach certain topics. But because we are not of the world, we must preach the word of God. We must preach the full counsel of God's word. And so today, we're going to address a topic that... Lord gave me just last night. I was thinking, Lord, what am I going to preach? And hard-hitting message today. Gwen, it is good to see you back here. I saw your brother Jimmy on Tuesday, and he told me that you talked to him. Glad to see your granddaughter here with you today, right? My, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. Look at you. All grown up now. Beverly, you got somebody sitting there next to you that I think we know who it is. I know who it is. I just want to say hello. No, no pressure, Mark. Just send hi. How you doing? It's Beverly's mom sitting next to her. You just say hello to, to Margaret. How you doing? <laughs> Amen. Christopher's father went to school, I understand, with my brother, same graduating class, the, the class of 1873. I mean, sorry. 1973. <laughs> oh. Christopher, it's good having you here today. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Tell your dad that we said hello. All right, you are welcome. Just stand, please, as I pray. Brother Small, thank you for your presence and your wonderful gifting. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful today to be in your presence. We love you, we thank you, we honor you. And we magnify you for who you are. We pray today that you will help us to hear the word. We know that your word hits hard. Your word is true. You are a loving, awesome God. You care for us beyond measure. We give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I got a call from Fritz Pointer. Pointer sister's brother. He, I didn't know, for those who didn't know, his wife of 44 years, she passed away. And so um, I'm going to be doing Bonnie Pointer service on July the 10th. Bonnie passed away back at, actually about a year or two ago. So I'm going to be doing a double service for his wife and Bonnie Pointer um, in San Rafael. It's going to be at the San Rafael. So the Pointers used to be members, well, they were over in Oakland and for years were members here. And hadn't spoken to Fritz in a long time. And so, for those who know the Pointer Sisters, Bonnie 
passed away. So Ruby, I didn't know if you know. Yeah, yeah, so just, so he gave a call, so we'll be doing a service. I'm going to be reading a number of passages. I'm going to be reading Genesis chapter 1, 26a and 27, Proverbs 14, 12, Psalm 139, 13 and 14. In fact, let me go back. I'll also be reading Proverbs 22, 6. Did I give that to you, Sister Michelle? I did give that to you. Okay, great. This is how Genesis 1, 26a and 27 reads. I'm going to read the first part of 26a. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Proverbs 14, 12. Out of the, I'll be reading this actually out of the King James Version, just slightly different, not much. There's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Hmm. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. The title that I've given this message, Fathers, raise your boys to be boys and your girls to be girls. Fathers, raise your boys to be boys and your girls to be girls. The decline of any nation begins with forgetting God and his laws. Moral decay and corruption can always be traced back to the time when God was excluded. Throughout history, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, whenever God was placed to the side, there's always been a decline in society. You can look in all of history, every generation, every nation, from the Babylonians to the Medes and the Persians to the Greeks, To the Romans, every nation that has put God to the side, there's been a decline, without exception. Mankind throughout the existence of this world have made many attempts to be in charge of their life. Mankind includes women as well. But the results have always ended the same. We have made a mess of things. Only when God's ways are pursued and the Almighty is honored and worshipped has the tide of moral decay and corruption changed and blessings replaced the rod. I know that today, that if I was left to my own devices, I would not be here today. I'd be out doing my own thing. Causing havoc as I did as a kid. Oh yes, I did. I did my stuff in secret. Y'all didn't know. <laughs> Some of y'all just went out to you, out, you know. Tiptoe. Fathers have been given a unique role. And fathers can be physical as well as spiritual fathers. May have had grand or godsons and goddaughters. But fathers have been given a unique role as ordained by God and have a limited amount of time to make a deposit 
into their child or children's life before they become of age and move out to begin to implement what has been deposited. Whenever you think of a deposit, there is going to be some type of return. We don't have as much time as we thought we had. We don't have as much time as we think we have. When I turn, turn around and look and see that I've got a 33-year-old who was just yesterday three years old. <laughs> kids can be mischievous at times. I know I was. My, my kids were, you know, this is what we, we did. No joke. Uh, my kids, this is what they did. But let me just share this briefly. As much, as much as we could, my wife and I, we wanted to try to keep our children, raise them ourselves without having to, them to be home um, by themselves. And so we took them to some daycares. My sister had a daycare and on occasion. But for the most part, we were, we were home when they got home. And I was the one normally taking them to school. I would arrange my schedule so that I could take them to school or tell my wife. Um, but we, we tried to be sure to be there. But there were occasions where... Uh, my wife had to maybe take a nap because she was sleepy, sleepy and the kids were left to themselves. And there's something that we didn't find out until we were adults, as they waited until they were adults before they told us. <laughs> Case in point. My son told me we have two stories, so in the downstairs, you know, we went up the stairs, so they used to play a game. My son had a, we have a blanket, and over the banister, he would lift my daughter up, pull her up over, as he's up to she's below. Grab on, Sherelle. And he pulls her up high and go, oops, and drops her. Did she cry? No, she laughed. Let's do it again. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> They would have called CPS on us. Where were you during this time, Mr. and Mrs. Small? <laughs> no concept of getting hurt. They just were having a good time. Why? Because there was no supervision <laughs> at that point. There was one occasion where I was going to trick my daughter. I was going to get her because she, 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 Cheryl was one of those ones. She's kind of feisty, and, but, but she... She was independent. She was one of those kids where you go into a store, you got to put a leash on her. Because she's going to wander off somewhere. Where, where'd she go? Where is she? Sherelle? Quinlan? He's, he's right there. So, on one occasion on Saturday, we had to go somewhere. So I said, okay, I'm going to get her. Come on, we got to go. So everybody's in the car, but Sherelle's upstairs. I said, I'm going to get her. I know exactly what to do. So... I pulled my car to the garage and closed the garage, but I was still in. So I shut the door and went into the kitchen and hid. Sure, I come running down the stairs. She opened the garage door and she said, yes, slammed it. When it got the remote, jumped on the couch and turned on the TV. <laughs> I said, girl, are you kidding me? <laughs> I had to laugh. Let's go. I'm thinking she's going to be scared. Yes. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> to this day, she's very independent. She want to go someplace? She goes. 
<laughs> Point number one, who made who? Who made who? If you're not careful, careful father, society will tell you that you are your own boss and can make your own decisions. God is only what you think he is. You can just create God in your mind. But I'm here to tell you that the Bible really does not spend time trying to determine or to let you know if there's a God or not. The Bible just takes for granted there is a God. It just assumes the fact that there is a God. God made us in his image. There has been a lot of debate and discussions about the image and the likeness of God. But the word image and likeness is uh, pretty, much, pretty much the same. It can be used interchangeable, interchangeably. We are made in the image, the Imago Dei. We are made in the image of God. When you consider that fact, that when God made creation, on day number six, he paused and said, let us make man in our image. That word man is a phrase that means mankind. It automatically includes women because when you look at verse 27, it states it very clearly who he made. Fathers have a very unique job to do. When God says, let us make man in our image, all of the other creatures were made, they were spoken, but when God says, let us make man, he paused and took special note that he was going to place in man himself. Amen. Well, what is the image of God? Well, that, that image is vast and, and it has no limits. There are at least three things that it is and which it includes. The image of God includes will, it includes intellect, and it includes emotions. Will, intellect, and emotions. God gave us the ability to think and to reason. He gave mankind the ability to be able to have a discussion with others, with him, to be able to communicate. He gave us intellect. Everything that we see in this world, the ingenuity of mankind, God placed himself. Do you know God is without limit? He is omniscient. That word is he is all-knowing. He is all-scientific. There is nothing that exists in this world that he didn't make. All the raw material. Mankind has learned to put things together because man is made in the image of God. They have intellect. He gave you a will. He gave you the ability to say to God, God, I don't want you. I prefer not to have a relationship with you. But let me tell you this. God created a place in us that only he can fill. You can try to fill it with everything else. It will never work. You will always be searching. Why? Because only God can fill the void in a person's life. Why? Because he made him in his image. Amen. Amen. We got intellect, will, and God gave us emotions. Emotions. Too often, people operate from that level which is very dangerous only. 
Emotions, as I told you, should never drive the car. It should never lead the train. Emotions is a part, but too often we put emotions out front and we determine what we are going to do based on how we feel, regardless of the facts. Regardless if something is true or not, we actually operate and move based solely on how we feel. It is a very dangerous place to be because your emotions go up and they go down. Sometimes, tomorrow, I might not even feel safe when I get up, but I am. And if I let that, if I let that lead me, I'll make decisions as if I'm living in sin. We've got to be very careful that emotions don't lead, but they let us know when something may be wrong, when something may need to be looked at. But we have to be very careful that we don't let emotions, emotions lead us. And today in society, they are telling young people that you are to lead and live life based on how you feel. Fathers have the responsibility of providing for their children truth. Truth. Society says this. When my children went to school and they would bring certain things home, he says, no, this is what they teach. You got to learn it for your lesson, but this is the truth here. And we would tell them, oh yes, we would have them to learn it. And when there was discussions that need to happen, we would have discussions with them. We would say, what you read that for? No. This is what you need to be aware of. Now there were some things like, no, wouldn't be allowed. But we would have those discussions. Fathers have a very unique role. There were times when my kids would be out of control. My work schedule had taken me, and, and there were several. I come and I said, What did they just say to their mama? M- 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 Mel, did you, did you hear that? What? She had been with them so long that she had learned to tune them out. She wasn't here. I said, Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all can have a seat. No. And they knew there were times when I would come that that, that type of stuff that was happening, it needed to stop. And you know what it required? It required the father to give an, his impart, to impart what God had given him to the child. Now I understand that there, there are some children that don't have father. I understand that sometimes there's maybe another man, that's fine. But I'm just letting you know on Father's Day, fathers have a very important role to impart wisdom to their children. Society tells parents today, your child has every right to go do what they want. They can go and have an abortion without their parents' permission. But don't you give them an aspirin to school. The inhaler that they need for asthma, keep it in the nurse's office, depending on their age. We have twisted and turned around those things where we should put caution and say, wait a minute, be careful. Why? Because you are training children to be able to live in a world one day, and you want to make sure they have everything that they need to make good decisions. Don't shut down the good conversations and those conversations that are not so good. Help them to learn so that when they make choices, they can make an educated choice. Today, they will shut down one whole topic because they disagree emotionally. Society does not follow God. Therefore, society's answers and what they pursue is not based on God's word. So you understand that they're going to give you different guidance. Fathers must never forget 
that God, not man, is the author of male and female. And we must be careful not to change or try to change what God has established as his pinnacle of creation. Today as a therapist, I get calls at times doing quite a bit of work with the schools. But do you not know that suicide is on the increase with young people? There, there are so many things that are happening, and oftentimes when people are told, do what you want to do, there are oftentimes behind the scenes, when everybody's gone, a lot of questions that they're left with. There are some things that I hear, some things I've got to deal with at times because of wrong information that young ones are dealing with. And at times, parents. And so what happens? There's a way that God, how can I... Without just saying, this is what God says, how can I navigate through this and give them truth that they'll be able to hear? How can, Lord, give me wisdom? They need a word, and I know it's from you. So sometimes there has to be a creative way of being able to infuse God's word into very difficult situations where people may not be there. Fathers have a responsibility to give to their children what they need in order to make it in life. Because one day, they're going to be out making their own decisions. And you want to give them a fighting chance. Help them to look at the good, the bad. Help them to be able to look at arguments and to come up with a reasoned response, not based simply on emotion, but on the intellect that God gave you. It all works hand in hand. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way which seemeth right unto a man, But the end thereof are the ways of death. If we go down the path too far and we have not taken precaution, it could be very, very dangerous. I used to ride motorcycles. And I sold my motorcycle because I began to do some dangerous things on them. I decided that, you know, I better better sell it. I had two bikes. And I, I discovered that that power... That 750, that's four by, oh, it was quick. Go down to Laguna, sake of me and some friends, zoom. Look at each other, ain't got to say nothing. Click, click, boom, gone. It was fun. I had fun growing up. Oh, yes, I used to ride bikes. But I started doing things that was not safe. And then I sold it. But I told my wife, but honey, I like motorcycles. When we get married, I'm getting a motorcycle. I told her, I told her I love bikes. So I just want to let you know. I don't have a motorcycle today. I still don't have a motorcycle. (laughs) But we're still in discussions. It's just been about 30 years since we've had it, but we're in discussions. (laughs) You don't be surprised. Y'all see me coming up on the scooter one day. (laughs) I got three minutes. Let me get through this. Psalm 139, 13 and 14, I will end here. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you all for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Do you not know that when God made mankind and placed that child in the womb, God gave the child the nutrients and everything that child needs? To be able to make it in the womb. Incredible. Nine months. 
And if that child is a male, there are certain things that God put into place so that child is going to turn out to be male. And everything that a male has, that child will have based on what God has put there. If it's female, the Lord has prepared that child, that one day that child will be able to bear children and, and to be able to, to maybe live as a female. There are certain things that God has done in the womb to prepare that child. We have to be very careful today in society that says you can change your gender based on how you feel and think. When it's in the blood that determines the sex, not the emotions. One of the things that you need to keep in mind were individuals that I even deal with today that may struggle with gender identity or transitioning as they sometimes call, is that you cannot change your body even though your mind may go here. Your body still produces certain things. There are some people who are detransitioning. There's no, I made a mistake. And get this, my job, sometimes I don't even have to say and don't even say anything. It's just support where they, where they may be. But God give me wisdom because sometimes my job is just to go in and find out what's happening and keep them from getting to school. And they may not even know I'm a minister or a pastor. Why does God have us here? It is to make an impact on a world that may be going in a different direction than he is. In fact, that he is. And so if, if, if people never see Christians loving and showing grace and mercy, saying, There's a, there is a way. I, I, I haven't been there, but if you ever need anybody to talk to. Amen. Fathers need to always be open for their children, no matter what the age. Yes. There's time even as adults. You've got to sit in them and say, nope, can't do that here. Here's my son, 38 years old, still will call me at times when he has certain questions about certain things. My daughter will call me at times about certain things. It wasn't always easy growing. It wasn't, there were still battles. There were things I had to go back and apologize for, but God has done the work. And we have an awesome relationship. Why? Because of the trials that we had gone through as, 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 oop, I made a mistake. Man, I spanked the wrong child. She didn't even do it. It was Quinlan. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ever done that? <laughs> Fathers have a responsibility to raise their boys as boys and their girls as girls. To be open, to be loving, to be kind. To give them the very word of God. And let me just say this in closing. When God made mankind, he gave mankind a sense of humor. Do you not know that laughter comes from God? I don't always want to be around a person like this. How you doing? Don't talk to me. Okay. God has a sense of humor. How come I know he made us? No. God loves people. And a loving parent will tell their children when there's danger ahead. It's not always about what someone wants, but it's about what is the need. Train up a child in the way that that child should go. In other words, talking to that child as they grow, as their mind develops, and giving them what they need, even speaking to them in the terms that they can understand. Training that child, so it's it's not based on each bit of a child, it's so that when you speak to a child, you're giving them things that they can understand. Fathers, God has blessed you in a very tremendous way. Set limits, 
Be loving. Be kind. Doesn't mean you have to be run over. Relationships that are broken, they can't be repaired. Oh my God. Relationships that, that are in right now the, the dump, they can be raised up. Why? Because God is involved and wants restoration. Why? Because God is a God of love and forgiveness. He made people for himself and he made them in his image. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful to you today on this Father's Day. We are thankful today that your word addresses very, very difficult topics and interesting things based on even what society may be going through. We have a responsibility to say this is what God says. Today, Lord, we are praying for people. We're praying for lives. We're praying for relationships. We thank you for fathers. And, Lord, we just celebrated Mother's Day in May. What an honor to be able to have mothers and fathers who often are not even sometimes considered by society as being important. They are vitally important. So important. Today we are praying that, God, you will give us the ability and the, and the knowledge to know just how to respond when things come up that may challenge us. We love you for who you are. We pray for those who don't have a personal relationship with you, who may have many questions. But, oh, God, break through the barriers. Lord, provide your wonderful grace and peace. Your peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you right now for who you are. Again, we honor you and we thank you for your righteousness. And we thank you for those present in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give God a hand. Give God a hand.